All right, welcome to another episode of the Freeland Five, brought to you by MLW Radio and Front Row Material for Thursday, March the 10th, 2022. How's everybody doing? My name is Mike Freeland, and this is the Freeland Five, where I talk about the five top news stories in pro wrestling that have caught my attention. Guys, I hope life is treating you well, and I can't wait to get information out to you about everything that's happening right now. So let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. WWE is reportedly still wants Cody Rhodes for WrestleMania. Now, Matthew Wilkinson is reporting today that WWE still has a very high level of interest in Cody Rhodes. On the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that WWE wants Cody for WrestleMania 38. The upcoming episode of Monday Night Raw being in Jacksonville, so it would obviously be ideal location for his WWE return. Now, he had things set up in regards to WrestleMania, but it was taken off the boards recently. The talks are still ongoing between WWE and Cody. However, it remains to be seen whether or not anything happens. With Monday being seen as the key date, since he left AEW, the American Nightmare has been linked to many possible WWE storylines, and they are all hoping that things will return to Stanford, Connecticut very, very soon. Rhodes uh, last wrestled on the January 26th episode of Dynamite, losing the TNT title to Sammy Guevara. Now, following the match, Rhodes addressed his status with the company. In a quote, there's so many elephants in the room, Rhodes admitted. I'm working here without a contract. I'm not even on payroll anymore. I'm working here on a handshake deal. That's 100% legitimate. But I can tell you this. I've never felt more at home than under those lights wrestling for the TNT title, for a title that will that will never get old. It will never, ever be secondary. So that's the update with Cody Rhodes. Do you think he's going to show up at WrestleMania? I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. I think that there is a very likely chance that that could happen. Then again, in a lot of ways, it wouldn't surprise me if Cody decided he didn't want to do it. Um, This Cody Rhodes saga just continues to get more and more interesting as the days go by, but we'll keep you posted. So far, there is nothing there, and we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and another very interesting wrestling news related, Robert Gunyer from Wrestling Inc. is reporting on Jeff Hardy's debut in AEW. Now, Matt Hardy and the HFO were gathered in the ring to start for a segment, and Matt was apologizing to the Hardy family office because he felt like he had turned into an asshole when he put on a suit. Now, Andrade El Idolo says that he wants to be the leader of the group and that everyone should take a vote. Andrade, Private Party, and the other members of the HFO ended up turning on Matt and beating him down in the middle of the ring. Now, as the beatdown continued, Andrade grabbed a chair and intended to use it on Matt. This is when Darby, Allen, and Sting emerged from the entrance ramp and then helping out Matt Hardy. The three were still too many to take on the newly formed HFO, so they ended up getting taken advantage of, but after making the save and hitting his signature swanton bomb, Jeff and Matt were together again. There was a stare down with Sting and Darby Allen. It was noted earlier today that the loaded theme song that the Hardy Boys use as their entrance during the early years of WWE is now something that AEW has, has the licensing for. So looks like the Hardy Boys are now reunited. The former Team Extreme is set to reunite for a legitimate tag team match this Saturday at Big Time Wrestling Event in Webster, Massachusetts. Their opponents are, will be the SAT or the Briscoes, whichever team wins the match earlier in the night. Now, WWE released Jeff Hardy in December 
once again after Jeff decided he did not want to go to rehab. And Jeff finally asked for, and uh, the test results, he got them. He was negative for everything. Jeff felt that he was, uh, he'd vanquished the demons of WWE, and he's ready to go ahead and move on. Also, Mark Milton at this hour is writing about Braun Breaker. Now, as you know, Braun Breaker says he's not finished with the new WWE NXT champion Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode just as of yet. As we noted before, on this week's edition of NXT 2.0, uh, Dolph Ziggler won the triple threat match over Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker to become the new champion. Now, Braun spoke with Joey Hayden of DallasNews.com on Wednesday morning and said he is still in shock, but has to get better. In a quote, he says, I'm I'm still in a little bit of shock, you know. It is what it is, Breaker said Wednesday morning. There's nothing I can do about it now. It's over. You wake up, you dust yourself off, and you get back to work. As far as the running to them again, I'm going to get them. Braun Breaker. It looks like he's going to be heading to the main roster. What's your thoughts on Braun Breaker? Are you a big fan of him so far? I think he's going to be incredibly successful, uh, whether it's in NXT or on the main roster. I think he's one of those individuals who he has the charisma, he has the look, he has everything that it takes to become a big-time player in WWE. And he's exactly what Vince McMahon's looking for. He loves that big style build, almost that 80s muscle-bound look. Um, he's got the pedigree of Rick Steiner as well, so we'll see what happens. Matthew Wilkinson, also from WrestlingInc.com, is reporting at this hour that DDP is giving an update on his friend Buff Bagwell. Now, WWE Hall of Famer shared an interesting story and a picture of former WWE superstar on Twitter saying, My man, Marcus Bagwell, is doing well. Hashtag change or die. Now, the image showcased Buff looking in good shape, and he was posing with some food. Buff has been staying with DDP's accountability crib home recently in order to get help and improve his life. His addiction and legal issues have been well documented over the years. This is why he's gotten involved with DDP's latest project, Change or Die, which is set to be a docu-series focusing on DDP helping others. Buff Bagwell has been previously spoken with the Who the Fook Are You Guys podcast, and he got turned down for WWE's rehab. It was something that Bagwell wanted to do voluntarily, but he was not able to. In a quote, Bagwell says, I got turned down to go to rehab by the WWE. Think about that, bro. I mean, that's just crazy. That's humiliation. It's flat out. Any way you want to put it. I'm the only wrestler in history this time of not being able to get into rehab. Um, you know, he was talking a lot about his feelings about what happened in his short stint with WWE. He goes on to say, so many good friends of mine went several times to rehab and helped them out. And to be honest with you, I'm not bad. I'm not. It's kind of like one of these things where a lot of people are a little boy who crawled, called wolf too many times. My friends think that I'm worse than I am. I'm really not. But still, at the same time, I want to feel good again. So, what's your thoughts on Buff Bagwell? Were you a big Buff Daddy fan back in the day? Uh, were you not maybe a Buff Bagwell fan? I, I liked him with the American Males. I liked him with Scotty Riggs. I, I thought he had a great potential and a great future. The change to being Buff Daddy was different. Um, I thought it really rejuvenated his career, but it didn't look like it was something that WWE was really looking to invest a lot of money in. Plus, I knew that there were some issues that Buff had as well, and 
maybe WWE just decided that it wasn't worth the risk. As we all know, Scott Steiner currently is on a um, permanent ban from WWE. So we'll see what happens here. Let's talk about this. Mark Middleton is also writing this hour. Backstage news on Scorpio Sky's AEW title victory. What's going on here? On last night's Dynamite, the main event saw Sky defeat Sammy Guevara to become the new TNT champion. Sky earned the title shot as he was undefeated in singles actions for over a year since his loss to the then TNT champion Darby Allen on the March 10th, 2021 edition of Dynamite. In an update, Fightful Select reports that Sky's title run was planned as far back as late 2021. The February departure of Cody Rose caused a minimal hiccup in creative plans, but a lot of what they were doing was already in the works. So I want to personally say congratulations to Scorpio Sky. I think he's a great talent. I love what they're doing with him and Dan Lambert and all ego Ethan Page. And I would say it is time. Um, he was a great tag team champion uh, with Sammy Kazarian. And he's doing uh, a lot of good things with, with what he's doing on the programming. I think he's got a great look. I think he's got a great persona. So I'm very, very excited about that. Let's go ahead and let's talk about some pay-per-view information. Here's some latest news on AEW's pay-per-view buys from the Big Revolution pay-per-view, which happened last weekend. Mark Middleton from Wrestling Inc. is writing at this hour as well. Last Sunday's Revolution pay-per-view event from the Additional Financial Arena in Orlando, Florida, drew over 110,000 pay-per-view buys on Bleach Report and Fight, according to Wrestling Observer Radio. Now, depending on how Revolution did on cable and satellite, the pay-per-view could end up with a low of 146,000 buys and a high of between 165 and 170,000 buys. This would make Revolution the second best AEW pay-per-view in terms of buys, only among 2021's all-out pay-per-view, which drew a reported 205,000 total buys. Now, each of AEW's last five pay-per-view events have brought over 115,000 buys. Now, before Revolution, Full Gear 2021 drew 145,000 buys. All Out 2021 drew 205,000. Double or Nothing in 2021 drew 115. And Revolution 2021 did 135,000 buys. Pay-per-views are a big deal in wrestling, and... It looks like AEW is saying fairly consistent. And I think that's good because they need to continue to be consistent. They need to continue to keep that audience rolling. Um, I'm just very, very excited about with the direction the company is going in, what Tony Khan is doing with the company, especially with the purchase of Ring of Honor and the potential tease of a streaming service. I think that's going to be very, very interesting. And I think with the new acquisitions in AEW, the pay-per-view buys are going to continue to get higher. Uh, FTR teases replacing Tully Blanchard with another WWE Hall of Famer. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in on this hour from Wrestling Inc. FTR is teased replacing Tully Blanchard with another Hall of Famer, Bret Hart. Yeah, FTR has been teasing this on social media as of late. Now, Dax Hardwood took to Twitter and reached out to the hitman writing, Bret, what are you up to? alluding to the fact that the former AEW Tag Team Champions decided to fire Tully during the latest episode of AEW Dynamite. Now FTR is apparently looking for a new manager and appears that Bret Hart is their ideal candidate. It is well known that former WWE superstars have a love for the Canadian wrestler. Both men and women have spoken out at length about their appreciation for the hitman as far as everything that he has done. Hart has appeared in the past for AEW, being involved in the original Double or Nothing event, 
He unveiled the new AEW World Championship for the first time. But since that point, he hasn't appeared with the company. Now, FTR got into an argument with Blanchard during a backstage segment where Hardwood spoke about his family. He made it clear he wants to prove himself to them. This is why the duo wants to take out Red Dragon and the Young Bucks and not chase titles. The Hall of Famer claimed that the duo hired him to win the titles, but not bother in family matters. We'll see what happens. I, I like Tully being a part of that. I think he's done a great job with the tag team. Now, maybe this is a sign of maybe Tully being written off TV if Tully doesn't want to be working with AEW anymore, or Tully just doesn't want to do wrestling. Who knows? Um, will Bret Hart come in? It'll be interesting to see. Wrestling is one of those things where a lot of things is hyped just to get people talking. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen, but rumor and speculation do a lot of good for the wrestling business. It's always good to have a buzz. And like Vince McMahon has always said, there's no such thing as bad press. Uh, Nick Hausman right now is writing in uh, from Wrestling Inc. Exclusive tenured Ring of Honor staffer confirms impeding, impending departure. Wrestling Inc. has confirmed that current Ring of Honor media liaison Mark Criscoll that he will be wrapping up with the company on April the 10th. Criscoll has been a formal employee of Ring of Honor, uh, and the title of media liaison is one he was assigned since he became official with the company. Now, Ring of Honor is scheduled to present Supercard of Honor on April 1st in Garland, Texas during WrestleMania 38 weekend. Now, it's still unclear whether he will be handling the media responsibilities for that show. He's been with the company since 2016 and has coordinated interviews for talent in various outlets, including Wrestling Inc. He's also been visible on all major ROH live events and has helped run site media scrums after big events. You know, there's a lot of talk about what's going to happen with Ring of Honor and, and whether or not Ring of Honor will still be in its same shape or whether Tony Khan will go ahead and bring in new people to run Ring of Honor. There's a lot of things that we just don't know right now. Um, not The whole sale, from what I understand, is not officially finalized yet, so it's still up in the air on what the directions and the plans are going to be. So we're just going to have to find out what's going to happen. Mark Middleton is also writing in at this hour, AEW Dynamite audience under a million viewers for the post-revolution episode. So those of you who watched AEW last night realize that it's a good show, but once again, they drop below a million. Wednesday night's live post-live revolution edition of AEW Dynamite drew 945,000 viewers on TBS, according to Nielsen via Showbiz Daily. Now, this is down 2.1% from last week's Revolution Go Home episode, which drew 966,000. This week's Dynamite drew a 0.40 rating in the key demographics of 18 to 49. This week, it was up 14.2% from last week's 0.35. Now, this week's 0.40 key demographic rating represents 516,000 viewers who watched the show that are 18 to 49. Now, this is up 12% from last week's 460,000 of the 18 to 49 viewers, and the 0.35 key demo represented according to WrestleNomics. Are you a big fan of watching the ratings? I know sometimes I get caught up in the ratings and ratings, 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 and who has the highest ratings and who won this night. And I think too many times we get caught up in the all the statistics and the metrics of wrestling. And, and we forget that we should just simply enjoy it. And that's the beauty of wrestling, you guys. No matter what we do, 
no matter what we do here in wrestling, whether it's podcasting or that's just being a fan watching wrestling, just enjoy it. You know, I, I will admit I've been guilty of the us versus them type of deal. I've always sided with AEW. I've always sided with WCW against, you know, the big conglomerate of WWE. And now I'm just starting to let go with that. Um, I think wrestling is good for everybody, but I really would like to see AEW shine. And the reason why specifically I choose to pull for them is because they're giving talent the opportunity to be talent, to be wrestlers, to wrestle, not to be glorified actors and sports entertainers and dressing up in, in goofy skits that they do. They actually believe in pro wrestling. And that's what I grew up with, you know, in the early 80s. And I loved it. So that's why I really support a wrestling company and not just the real gimmicky type of things that WWE does. Let me know your thoughts on the things that I've gone over so far in the Freeland Five today. Hit me up on social media. I am an at Mike Freeland. M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. In my next story coming up, Matthew Carlins writes in from Wrestling Inc., William Regal apologizes for time issues on AEW Dynamite. Now, as many of you guys know, William Regal showed up at the pay-per-view uh, this past weekend, and he showed up with the match with Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson. Once again, I always get it wrong. And he went in the ring, and he slapped both he and Moxley to get them to finally shake hands. Well, this week, William Regal, one of AEW's newest signings, took to Twitter on Thursday to publicly acknowledge he apologizes for going over his allotted time during his in-ring segment on AEW Dynamite, as he has been known to be able to monitor shows from backstage. In a quote, he says, This is a professional note for me, as I have no other form of social media other than my new colleagues that like to gossip, Regal tweeted. I'm very sorry to everyone for my issues last night. I apologize to everyone professionally. I should be showing more people examples of how to be a pro at hitting your time marks. Wednesday night's Dynamite was the first one Regal appeared in. He was in the corner of Brian Danielson and John Moxley, and he watched them got the get the win over the works horsemen, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. That is going to do it for this edition of the Freeland Five for Thursday, March 10th, 2022. Hit me up on social media. Let me know what your thoughts are, if you agree with any of our stories, and if you have anything you would like to share with us. With that being said, hope your Thursday is going well. We'll catch you on Friday's edition. We'll see you next time.